Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go with you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Hello everybody. Well, in case you uh, missed the news, um, basketball no longer exists. It's been canceled everywhere. Uh, it's it, Meteors struck across the United States, obliterating college basketball programs. So we have no basketball to talk about this week. Uh, how sad for us. But when it comes to hockey, things are a little bit more exciting. Um, if you haven't already, you should probably check out Andy's uh, kind of hockey bubble, hockey tournament uh, prediction you know, lay of the landscape post on the blog. Uh, and Andy, I just kind of want to get a sense from you. It seems to me that basically for the men, we'll start with the men, having the Penn State series this weekend canceled because of COVID uh, on, on Penn State side, uh, that seems to overall probably benefit uh, the Gophers when, you know, really they're just trying to kind of outlast Wisconsin for, for uh, the Big Ten regular season title. Yeah, you know, I mean, at this point, um, if, if you uh, haven't been paying attention, as I outlined in the article, so uh, with Penn State going, uh, the game, Minnesota was supposed to be playing at Penn State this weekend. That's not happening due to COVID in, in Penn State's program. Uh, Penn State's actually been shut down. I don't think they've played since the end of January. Um, but Jesus. Mich- yeah, it's, it's not good. They, this is like their third series in a row. They haven't been able to play. Good uh, Lord, how, are they not separating anybody? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, Michigan still is a series or two behind from when they had their shutdown a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, basically, you're supposed to play 24 games in the regular season. It looks like, assuming nothing else gets canceled in the next two weeks, only Wisconsin and Notre Dame are going to hit that threshold in the conference. They're the only two schools that are actually going to play all 24 games. So, in the very fine print, in the tie-breaking and whatever else procedures that the Big Ten released back in November, back when they, they said we're going to have a season... Um, the Big Ten decided if it was going to be an uneven, un, you know, uneven schedule that they were going to go with winning percentage as the way they would determine conference seeding, um, which has gotten some people up in arms. Uh, for example, the, the women's WCHA isn't using women per, or winning percentage, but they're using total points earned percentage. Basically, they're allowing points earned or lost in, in shootouts to be factored into it. Whereas the Big Ten is basically saying, uh, you know, all those shootouts we've been playing all season, well, they basically are meaningless now because uh, it's a tie if you go to a shootout for NCAA purposes. So that's what it's going to count as for when we're figuring out standings and things like that. So, um, for example, the Badgers have lost two games in shootouts. So if they were they might have been hurt a little bit more if we were doing points percentage rather than doing winning percentage. But long story short, uh, winning percentage is how the Big Ten is now going to be ranking the teams. The Gophers at uh, .750 are on top. Wisconsin at .675 is in second. Everybody else is below them. It, it's basically a two-team race for the conference title. Um, and, and so it comes down to the Gophers have two games left. Wisconsin has four games left. Unfortunately, Minnesota is playing the number three team in the conference, Michigan, next weekend, whereas Wisconsin gets two series against the bottom feeders of the Big Ten, Michigan State and Ohio State. So if Wisconsin takes care of business and goes 4-0 down the stretch, if the Gophers want to win the conference, they need at least a win and a tie in their two games against Michigan. Um, but it's just like baseball, the way you work magic numbers. If Wisconsin was to lose one of those four games, 
then you can drop that win component requirement for Minnesota. So they would just need a tie in their final two games to be able to uh, win the regular season, raise a banner, and most importantly, at least as the conference tournament is set up right now, get the automatic buy directly in the Big Ten tournament semifinals and not have to play three games in three days. So basically what I'm hearing from you is if Wisconsin struggles and splits for any reason, Minnesota is the champion regardless. Yeah, basically imagine imagine, imagine the magic number is one and a half. It's, it's hard, hard to figure out a half because there are not really halves, but fit, count, count a tie as a half. So any number of one and a half gopher wins or ties or Wisconsin losses or ties gets the gophers the regular season title. Um, so yeah, that that's where I think not playing Penn State probably helps, given that playing in Hockey Valley has been less than superb. Uh, the Gophers have really struggled going to State College recently, and you know Penn State's not as good as they were, but that's uh, that's definitely a much tougher finishing stretch if their last four is at Penn State and Michigan versus. Um, you know, Wisconsin's final four for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I, if I'm a, if I'm a rooting, you know, I, I think even though Ohio state technically by percentage points is in last place in the big 10, um, and the games are in Madison this weekend, I think the two games against the Buckeyes are going to be tougher than the two games against the Spartans. Um, the Spartan has a hot goalie, uh, Drew DeRitter when he's on, he's, he's one of the better goalies in, in the, in the big 10. Uh, but Ohio State's got Tommy Napier, who also is, can be really good at times, and they have a little bit more of a, a well, they don't have much scoring this year, I, I, that's true, but I, I think they could give Wisconsin a little bit tougher game. So I think if uh, if you're hoping for the Gophers to have an easier path, you're hoping for the Buckeyes to take one of the two games this weekend. Um, but I think there's a, a better chance than not that Wisconsin goes 4-0 down the stretch and Minnesota's going to have to do their part uh, against uh deceptively tough Michigan team. I know Minnesota swept them in Ann Arbor back in December in the game where the Gophers were down their three defensemen who were at the World Juniors and Michigan was down their five all-star forwards. Um, they're all going to be back for this series. So Michigan is a is a high-powered offense. Um, they can put up some, some scoring just like the Gophers can. So uh, I think next weekend's games are going to be highly entertaining to watch. But... Um, I think it would be much better for the Gophers if they could get away with a split next weekend and not have to worry about taking a win and a tie. So if, you know, before we go talk about the women, let's focus in a little bit more on Michigan. What sort of, I mean, with that much additional, you know, uh, scoring potential on the ice compared to the first series, even with Minnesota being full strength with the defense, are you expecting a higher scoring game or is this a situation where you think it will really come down to goalie play for the Gophers? I mean, I, I do think it it's going to be a bit higher game. I mean, obviously Jack LaFontaine can, can determine a game on his own, but I mean, Michigan, Michigan, just like we saw against Wisconsin, when Wisconsin, the Gophers have struggled a little bit against teams that can turn it on. Wisconsin turned it on against the Gophers. They've got that Cole Caulfield, Dylan Holloway line that if you make a mistake, they're going to make you pay. Whereas Michigan's the exact same way. They've got uh, they've got a couple guys, Matty Beniers, and they've got the most recent Hughes, uh, and they've got, uh, I'm blanking on a couple of their other guys, Kent Johnson, who's probably going to be a first-round draft pick. They're, they're going to have five NHL first-round draft picks between last summer and this summer on that roster. Um, so they're, they're a team that if you make a mistake, they will punish you. 
Um, so that's where it's, you know, the Gophers can play as good as they can, but if they accidentally screw up three times, you can lose a game 3-2 to Michigan without blinking. Um, you know, the Wolverines can can score. So, I mean, it, I'm not saying the Gophers have to play a perfect game to, to sweep Michigan, but, uh, you know, if they if they come out any any flat like they did against Wisconsin, it, it's not going to be a good time. So, um, you know, I, I would I would like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Minnesota can can get themselves a split. Um, and I'm hoping that either Ohio State or Michigan State can can get the Gophers a little bit of help here this weekend or the weekend after. All right. For the women, um, you know, reading your article, I think the thing not paying as close attention to the the way the women's tournament was shaping up, it was a little surprising to realize that the women have played themselves into a position where, you know, they should still feel really comfortable more or less as long as they finish because they're done with the regular season, correct? For the yeah. our, the Gopher women, other teams yes. are still playing. but Yeah, okay. ba- basically there's there's one series that matters this weekend, and that's uh, Wisconsin's up in Duluth against UMD. But uh, that's that's the last regular series and series in the WCA that matters. The Gophers are done. Ohio State's done. Um, and, and how this UMD-Wisconsin series this weekend plays out will determine um, basically Minnesota, UMD, Wisconsin, Ohio State are locked into the top four in the conference. Uh, they're only bringing the top four to the WCHA final faceoff at Ritter next so week. So it's seeding. So seeding, it, basically. It, it's, it's all about seeding. It's a matter of, uh, you know, and the Gophers, uh, because they did not have a great season against Ohio State and Wisconsin, they're locked into the three or the four spot. Uh, they currently sit in fourth place. Um, if Wisconsin would sweep UMD this weekend, uh, UMD would drop into fourth. So basically, Minnesota has a potential to play Duluth, Wisconsin, or Ohio State in that first uh, conference semifinal next uh, week from Saturday. Um, and this weekend's Badger-Bulldog series will determine how that all ends up playing out. Okay. So the, the thing that I think um, you get so used to the women being, if not the top team in the country, then you know, second or third best team in the country and, and basically slotting in as, at worst, a, a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, and this year, they're, you know, they should be in, uh, but there is the potential of finding themselves on the outside of the of the bubble if the wrong sort of, uh, you know, things happen in conference tournaments across uh, the United States uh, outside of the WCHA. Um I guess kind of it seemed, I mean, is your assumption that Gophers, regardless of where they get slotted for the WCHA tournament, are, are basically, you know, three out of four or better to, to make their way into the NCAA tournament again? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. If you, if you look, I mean, the, the, from what we've been told, which is not much and it's not been detailed because... Because they haven't really figured it out yet, probably. So let, let's let's start from the beginning, and I think most of the people who listen to this who know anything about hockey know that basically the way that prior to this year the NCAA tournament fields have been have been figured out is the pairwise rankings, which the pairwise rankings take a whole bunch of comparisons against you and other teams across the country based on common opponents and win-loss records and things like that. Well, the problem is, since basically nobody played non-conference games this year, is you don't have those common opponents across across the country. So the pairwise rankings, basically, when you're looking at teams across one different conferences, are, are completely worthless this year. Um, so basically, it's going to go back to the old sort of smoke-filled rooms where you're going to have the committee, 
and obviously you're going to have your automatic bids, but then they're going to have to try and figure out a way to compare the potential at-large bids without, you know, basically math comparisons between the schools and the conferences. Now, the pairwise rankings can work when you're looking at how to rank teams in individual conferences because they played enough games and things like that. So the way it's sort of been explained is that, um, and if anybody's familiar with the the, the Division three selection method, which, again, is a whole other thing, and we're getting into, into intense things here. Basically, you'll get your automatic bids in. So in the women's case, there's eight teams in the tournament. Four bids, four will get automatic bids. Then what sounds like they're going to do is they're basically going to use the pairwise to rank teams against one another in their conferences. And then you'll take the next available team and basically put them on the table. So let's just say Wisconsin runs the table and wins the WCHA. Ohio State will be the second ranked team in the Big Ten or the WCHA. Minnesota probably will be the third unless UMD does some crazy stuff here. So basically, you're looking at all, other than the automatic bids, you're looking at all the next ranked teams. So it'll be Ohio State, it'll be Boston College, it will be. Clarkson, and the committee will have to look at that and go, all right, what's the best team out of these groups? Okay, Ohio State. Ohio State's in the tournament as the next at-large bid. Once Ohio State's off the table, then Minnesota would rise to the table because they're the next ranked team in the the WCHA, and then you'd have that same conversation of, okay, we're looking, trying to compare Minnesota versus Boston College versus Clarkson, yada, yada, yada. When you're looking at the teams that Minnesota should be compared against, they should be ranked, in my opinion, better than most of the rest of the teams in the country when it comes to that at-large selection. Um, I mean, they're ranked, not that it really matters, they're still ranked number four in the national polls. The WCHA has one, three, and four, with Northeastern slotted in there at number two. Um, so the Gophers, you know, they're, if you look at their record, they are two, seven, and one this year against Ohio State and Wisconsin. They're nine and zero against everybody else. The reason why they got slated or pushed so far down is when the WCHA did their unbalanced scheduling. The Gophers got an extra series against Ohio State, so they played Ohio State, and Wisconsin ten times. For example, UMD after their series against Wisconsin this weekend will have only played them four times. So that's six. Yeah, so that's six games against top three teams that Minnesota got that nobody else got. So their strength of schedule is going to be out of the fleeping roof. So when you're comparing that strength of schedule to Boston College or things like that, that in theory should be enough to get the Gophers off the you know at large uh, faster than than most of the other schools. The only thing Minnesota can get stuck with is if there's a ton of upsets. Let's say for example UMD somehow upsets and wins the WCHA. Uh, Northeastern is the one gimme in Hockey East. Let's say UConn runs the table and wins Hockey East. All of a sudden, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Northeastern are locks. That all of a sudden means now we're down to one at-large bid between the Minnesotas, the Boston Colleges, the Clarksons. The... So all it takes is one or two more upsets, and the Gophers are sweating really, really hard. Um you know, so in theory, they still they still should be the probably the second or worst case scenario third at large team off the table and into the eight team field. But when you start getting more and more upsets, those bids start getting narrower and narrower, and that's when things could get uh, ugly in a hurry. So yeah, I like chalk. 
I'm team chalk. <laughs> yeah. Come conference tournament time at this point. No, I mean, and it, and it goes back to the fact that, you know, as we said, Minnesota has struggled against the top two, three teams in the country. The point being is, yeah, they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament, but if they want to make the Frozen Four or if they want to win this thing, they're probably going to have to beat Wisconsin or Ohio State or Northeastern. I mean, there there are no, they're not going to be a top seed and be able to get uh, Penn State, whoever wins Atlantic hockey. They're going to get one of those probably, you know, assuming they end up as the sixth or seventh seed, they're going to get Ohio State or Northeastern in the first round. So if they want to make it to the Frozen Four, although the whole tournament's being played in Erie this year, so it's not like you're advancing to the Frozen Four, you're just, you know, playing an extra game. Um you got to beat one of those good teams. Now, Minnesota has beaten Ohio State twice this season. They've also lost to them four times. So that's when it comes down to you just got to you gotta take care of business when the when the time comes, and, and hopefully uh, the Gophers can figure out a way to do what they need to do when the, uh, when the spotlight shines on them. And to confirm the WCHA uh, final faceoff, that's going to be at Ritter. Yep, they basically picked the. It, it, it was always supposed to be at Ritter, and they basically picked the best TV setup and things like that. And Ritter's Ritter's sort of the de facto host, as basically the most centralized location with all the Minnesota schools and things like that. So it will be it will be a you know at Ritter there'll be no fans still. So I mean the Gophers will have the familiarity of playing on their home rink, but that's about all the comforts of of home ice advantage they're going to get and. Um, you know, it didn't, it didn't help them at all last year. They lost to Ohio State in the semifinals last year at Ritter. Um, the year before, they, they made it to the uh, championship game uh, before, I believe, dropping it to Wisconsin. So, um, you know, they've had, they've had some success at Ritter, but, um, you know, without the crowd there, without the band, things like that, it's, it's just your, your, home, your home ice advantage, obviously, is, is limited quite a bit. All right, turning our attention over to volleyball. Uh, volleyball picked up their first loss of the season. They had a split uh, at number four, Nebraska. Minnesota was ranked number five. They remain ranked number four and five, same positions uh, in this week's poll. Honestly, I feel like that's got to feel like a pretty good result if you're Minnesota. Um, going Obviously, it's not the same experience going to Nebraska with COVID. Usually that's... Yeah, I think what did you say last time their arena seats like 9500 so it's a usually quite a quite an atmosphere for volleyball at Nebraska um but still you know going to the number 4 the home of the number 4 team and get, grabbing a split seems like a, a good place to be at this point in the the conference season yeah, you know, I mean, they, they went out Friday night in the opener and they really took it to the Huskers. They won uh, 3-1 Friday night and they, they looked like the better team for, for most of the match. Um, you know, Nebraska had, had come off, this was their first, Nebraska's first tough team. They had, they were 6-0 and and they had played the bottom feeders of the conference. So this was Nebraska's first match against a tough team, whereas the Gophers had been battle-tested, had they already played um, Purdue and they'd already played Penn State. So they had played two top 15 teams already. Um, so, and, and it looked like it showed, um, then you saw the counter side Sunday morning in the rematch where the Gophers got blown off the court. Uh, they got swept three Oh by Nebraska and it looked like Minnesota didn't realize the match had started until about halfway through the third set. Uh, the first two sets were all Nebraska. And, uh, I mean, so they showed they're, they're just as good. I mean, the honest realization is between Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, and even Penn State, the Big Ten has four of the top eight teams in the country, and they all could beat one another on any given night. They're they're all that good. So, 
Um, you know, it, it's okay that the Gophers got their first loss. They weren't going to run through the Big Ten undefeated. The Big Ten's just too good. Um, but, you know, at least at least splitting in Lincoln is a, is a pretty good result. And, um, you know, you're getting your really tough games out of the way. And, in fact, the only, you know, top-ranked series that Wisconsin, or Minnesota has left the rest of the season, really, is Wisconsin. And that'll be a home-and-home home in mid-March. Um, you know, the rest of the way, Minnesota should be able to, to pick off a lot of the middling teams and the, and the bottom feeders in the in the conference. So that should be a, a pretty good spot for them. Although, unfortunately, they uh, won't get to play this weekend. Yeah, no, Michigan's postponed because of COVID. Um, Michigan doing it would have been a an okay matchup. I mean, Michigan was just outside the top twenty five, but you know that when you're talking about Minnesota and volleyball, that should be a team that Minnesota sweeps. Uh, with the Michigan postponement, um, they will be get a week weekend break, be off until March fifth and sixth, where they'll be at Ohio State. Um, uh, to play the Buckeyes, who are currently ranked, uh, I believe, 19th in the country. So, again, a team that if you've beaten the Purdue's, you've beaten the Penn State's, you th- you would think Minnesota should be able to take Ohio State. Um, but, uh, you know, get a get an extra break before um, that comes along. Um, you know, get some rest. And if there's any healing to be done, I suppose that can happen too. Uh, softball, softball starts this weekend, correct? Yeah, the uh, the Gopher softball team, they're ranked, I believe, 21st to start the season. There's like three or four different softball polls, and they're all in that 21, 22, 24 range. I, I can't remember exactly which is the official one that they use, but they're in that, they're in that, uh, you know, lower 20 range. And yeah, um, in, in case you haven't followed it, uh, the Big Ten is continuing their no non-conference game protocol, um, which honestly probably hurts Minnesota and Michigan are the top two teams in, in the Big Ten, hurts them the most because they normally would be playing a whirlwind non-conference slate in, in the South and the West in February and March, facing several SEC, Big 12, and Pac-12 teams that are consistently ranked in the top 15 in the country. Um, That's not happening this year. The Big Ten is playing a 44-game Big Ten-only schedule. Um, and it's going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be so sick of each other. Well, and, and it's and the other thing is, and this will be the same thing for baseball too. When baseball starts here in uh, I think next weekend. Um, I mean, they're being compacted. So the so the Big Ten is playing this weekend, and then they're taking a week off, and then the following week, uh, the week after that, they're playing uh, six games in three days in double headers. So Minnesota opens up play on Friday. Uh, and all these games are taking place at a sports complex in Leesburg, Florida. So apparently somebody, in, I was reading an article, apparently somebody in the Big Ten was doing some bargaining or things like that. They're playing at like, you know, what would normally be a, a nice rec facility, but apparently they somehow got the, whatever county Leesburg in, it's just outside of Orlando, starting between Orlando and Sarasota, whatever county it is, they basically got them to pony up $400,000 to change this sporting complex from nice rec fields to actually NCAA quality fields. Um, so the Big Ten as a total is playing something like 84 games over two weekends at this at the sports complex. Um, so yeah, Minnesota gets a kicked off on Friday. They play a doubleheader against Maryland Friday, a doubleheader against Ohio State Saturday, a doubleheader against Indiana Sunday. Um, and then they come home for a week before flying back down to Florida to playing doubleheaders against Rutgers, Michigan State, and Illinois. And, uh, or I guess just Rutgers in, in Michigan State, sorry, um, before they finally kick off the season at the end of March at Illinois at, at home uh, fields. 
but to get get as many games, to get the 44 games as possible. So they're playing these double headers down in Florida. And then normally a normal series in softball and baseball would be three games. So you normally play one game Friday, one game Saturday, one game Sunday. Well, now they're playing four games. They're going to play double headers Friday and then a game Saturday and a game Sunday. So oh yeah, by the, time, by the time Sunday comes around, these teams are going to be sick of one another. Um, and and with the, the Big Ten mismatch, I mean, the good news is Minnesota gets Michigan at home. They have to go to Northwestern. Northwestern's probably the other toughest team in the country. But, you know, you, you get some of these weaker teams in, in the conference. Um, you know, I, I can't remember. I don't think Illinois is amazing. Um, I'm not sure. They finished the season at Penn State. I don't think Penn State's amazing. I mean, the Gophers might 10-run these teams four games in a row. You don't think there's going to be a little animosity by game four? Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and, and the thing that it's going to help, and, and this is one of the things that Minnesota has a little bit of advantage of, is playing four games, including double headers, is it's really going to test your pitching depth. You know, the schools, the teams that have significant pitching depth are going to be much better off than the teams that have one quality pitcher, and then it goes to trouble in a hurry. Obviously, Minnesota brings Amber Pfizer, All-American Super Senior, back. Um, you know, Pfizer is going to be the Gophers' ace. She'll be the one they, they truck out, um, you know, probably for the opener every single time. Uh, but the Gophers do have some some decent uh, backups. Autumn Pease uh, transferred to Minnesota from somewhere out west. I can't remember the school. But she's in her second year in the program. She had a 4-2 uh, and two record in a 2-12 ERA when the season was shut down last spring. So she'll be the number two pitcher. And Minnesota brought in a, a freshman uh, from Georgia, Ansley Holifield, which is one of, who was one of the best pitchers in high school in the state of Georgia, uh, so they've they've got some pitching depth that should that should help them, you know, in all against the series against the top teams of of Michigan and Northwestern and things like that. So, um, the the problem being once again is none of the Big Ten teams are going to have any non conference games to go off of. You know why why Minnesota got to host a regional a couple years ago is because they went down and played the Floridas, the Texas A and M's, the LSU's, the Arizonas. And they held ground with them. They they beat half those teams in the non-conference and proved that they really were one of the top teams in the country. The Big Ten isn't going to have that opportunity this year. So really, you're going to have to you're going to have to blow up the conference if you want to have any chance of hosting a regional. Um, I mean, you you pretty much are going to have to run through the conference nearly flawless. Um, you know, both Minnesota and Michigan have have been those teams in the last few years. Uh, it's, it's quite possible that that four game series against the, against the Wolverines here in, in May may determine, uh, a team that potentially gets to host a regional and it may determine, you know, which team as both teams should make the NCAA tournament. So that's not, that's not really in question unless they really have, have stinker seasons, which would be shocking, but, um, it may depend on, you know, which team gets stuck going down to an SEC school to try and make it out of that super, that regional. So, um, you know, it there, there's going to be no room for error, unfortunately, uh, this year in the Big Ten. You pretty much got to show up every single game, and and you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Well, uh, that kicks off this weekend, and you know, thinking it through, um, that that'll be a lot of what uh, your your go for action will be. Um, I mean, okay, supposedly some of the basketball teams will return from the dead. I don't think it's possible to believe that yet because basketball as we stated at the top 
doesn't exist. And so we will pretend uh, that there's no predictions to be made. Um, but watch some softball. I'm, I'm guessing most of that's on BTM Plus. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe Lazarus will happen um, on the Shooty Hoop side and we'll have something to talk about next week besides absolute disaster. Uh yeah, no, I mean, it just it, we we've reached that. I mean, it, the with the spring sports or the fall sports being played in spring. I mean, it's been a very busy February. It's going to be a very busy March. Um, you know, we had previews the uh, the Big Ten's women's swimming and diving and indoor track and field championships are this week. So this is the official kickoff of championship season, which should run run the next six weeks, seven weeks. See, that's that's what I can't. It throws me off when you've got you've got fall sports playing, spring sports starting. Winter sports, fin- it just, it's it's too oh, weird. Yeah. No, it, it's too weird and it's a lot to cover. That's why, um, again, if you if you read our blog, besides listening to our podcast, I've been trying to cover, uh, you know, weekend previews and weekend recaps. Because, <laughs> In yeah, one no, big chunk. It, it's, In one it, big chunk. I mean, it's, it's insane. There were 15 different Gopher sporting events last Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, that number will be significantly down this weekend because of the volleyball and hockey uh, COVID and things like that. And, and it should, it should drop a little bit too, as we, again, we get further into teams playing their, their tournaments and, and dropping off. I mean, there'll be a few members of the Gophers swimming and indoor track team that will advance to the, uh, their various NCAA tournaments here in a couple of weeks, but the vast majority will be, will be ending their seasons here this weekend. But yeah, I mean, we'll have obviously hockey conference and NCAA tournaments, basketball conference and NCAA tournaments, um, you know, go for soccer has just kicked off their season. Obviously softball starts this weekend. Baseball starts next weekend. Volleyball is going to go strong for another two months. Um, there, there's a lot to keep track of. I mean, it, it, as somebody who's a, a go for sports rube, I can't keep track of it all. It's, it's, it's a lot. So, um, you know, obviously this is a, this is a great time to invest in a BTN plus subscription for the next couple of months, if you want, cause you're going to have your choice of things to watch between, volleyball and and uh softball and baseball and things like that so because uh, obviously nobody's going to be going to any games through the rest of the the spring um i think we're all hoping that maybe we can get this behind us and, and be able to show up again in the fall but uh oh, for the love of god please let that happen but you know the the all the softball games at at, at uh Jane Sage Cowles and, and all the baseball games at Siebert, there's going to be no fans. So pretty much your only way to watch is going to be a BTN plus, uh, except for the few games that make mainstream BTN. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to watch your favorite spring sports, uh, your, your choices are watch on BTN or, uh, basically follow along here on the blog. Cause we'll try and we'll try and keep you as updated as we can as obviously, you know, it won't be, uh, quite as doldrumy a spring as with volleyball and things <laughs> going on, but true. Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty busy you know next next two months here as we uh, as we go into you know the beginning of championship season and uh, and you know really strong kicking off the uh, the spring seasons here. So, all right. Uh, so you if know. you want a breather, this is your weekend breather. And uh, you know if you want to actually get your values worth for a BTM Plus subscription, this is the time to do it. Uh, you can always cancel when they get to doing reruns of whatever the hell they rerun in the summertime on BTM plus. Well, the only um, nice thing just to get, not that we're getting paid by name, but to give them a plug. Oh, by the way, yes, we really are not getting paid. Yeah. If you want to pay us BTM plus, we'll take your money. Yes. But, but it is kind of nice is they do have lots of really classic games. I mean, you can pretty much watch every single gopher football bowl game going back to the late nineties. 
So if you really are jonesing to watch that Music City Bowl against Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> or you're watching to watch that Music City Bowl against Virginia or Arkansas or oh, I got both of the Sun Bowls on there. You know, you can you can watch the full full recap of those. They have a lot of the classic basketball games. Um, you know, so they do have a lot of a lot of pretty great uh pretty great stuff if you, you know, just want to go back into the into the Wayback Machine, but um you know, obviously, your your best reason to to get it right now would be to to keep up with the current sports uh, and things like that. So, but um, you know, like I said, it, it it's going to be a busy couple of weeks here, and uh, hopefully, uh, we can get as many teams as possible going forward into NCAA tournaments to make it a really exciting March. Word. All right, friends. You know, same same message as always. Uh, keep your nose clean. Don't do dumb things. Vaccine is coming. Go Gophers. Sky you ma. Row the boat. Go Gophers, row the boat.